Hello and welcome to the Doula Tribe podcast. I'm Tess and I'm from the Nurture Doula Tribe. I'm a postpartum doula, a mother and I'm Irish. We will be focusing on mothers, families, birth, parenting and the postpartum period. I'll be diving into lots of topics around raising children. I want to speak to inspiring people and I want you to learn something. So make sure you tune in. Find me on Instagram and subscribe to this podcast. See you soon. Hello and welcome to the Doula Tribe podcast. Today we have one of my besties, Jade, and I'm so excited. Thank you for coming on today. I just wanted to give everyone a bit of a spiel about how we met. So we actually met about four years ago at the gym. And I was like, are you are you a kinesiologist? And we were just like vibing. And since then, we've been in touch. And I'm so happy that she's here today. Um, How are you, Jade? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for coming on. You're welcome. So I'm very excited and I want you to tell everyone about you and how, you know, how you got here. Uh, so I'm Jade. I'm a kinesiologist, um, mother of three. And uh, I started my kinesiology journey probably about 12 or 13 years ago. I was kind of at a crossroads, didn't know if I should stay in Shep or if I should move back home. I'm originally from New South Wales in a little town called Narendra. Mm. Um, And a friend of mine said to me, go and see this lady and have a few sessions. So I had no idea what I was getting into. Um, And I went and tried it and, yeah, just had, like, profound results, I guess. Um, Worked through a lot of stuff I didn't even know I was holding on to and, um yeah lots of lots of stuff like from my childhood and particularly teenage years um wow. and yeah just you know in yeah. the meantime like I was kind of on a bit of a journey with all of that um and I guess it was a bit of like self-discovery kind of thing um yeah. is this during yeah. children or like after no children? this was before before, before all the kids yeah okay before all the kids before I met Dean yeah um I kind of met him like when I was going through all of this sort of process I guess so then that kind transformation. of transformation transformation yes self-discovery and transformation I guess um so I really feel like kind of in my early 20s really started to discover who I was because I think I was very disconnected um yeah, I just didn't know. I didn't know mm. who I was. Yeah. Um, and didn't even didn't even have an awareness of that. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, met Dean. So that kind of When was that? Yeah. What year was that? Um we've been married ten years. So like twenty twenty no, two thousand. Two thousand, yeah. 2010 yeah yeah so about 12 years ago or so um so I moved to Shep when I moved to the big smoke (laughs) Mm. 
Very nice. For, for a job. What was the job? Uh, cake decorating. Oh, what? Yeah. I never knew that's what you did. No, I'm a baker by trade. Oh, I did know that. So, yeah, I did my apprenticeship and moved down here because I had this big dream of being like a cake decorator and becoming, you know, world renowned. Oh, fab. Or something. <laughs> or something. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. Just didn't work out. <laughs> and I think that was part of the reason I was at such a crossroads because nothing was working out. Like I moved down here, the job didn't work out. Um, yeah. You know, a couple, like a few jobs didn't work out. I was just feeling really confused and lost. And am I on the right track? Is this even worth it being away from, you know, my whole family and all that yeah. sort of stuff? Yeah. Um, what is it like a four hour round trip or three, three I mean, hours? Five- yeah. 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 It's pretty far. Hmm. So, yeah. And then, um, yeah, I met Dean and now I'm stuck here. <laughs> <laughs> well. No, not that bad. So what what do you reckon is your, like, key story to your background that, like, transformed you or brought you here today? Um, I think the big lesson for me has been self-worth. Yeah. Um, and it's been, you know, like it's kind of popped up in different areas of my life. Um, just learning to, to honor and value myself, um, and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, cause it's, it's something like I am, I've always been, really hard on myself and I think it was that whole you know people pleaser kind of you know wanting to be yep the good girl wanting to be liked you know if I just try really hard everyone will like me um what was the pinnacle where it changed because you're definitely not you know you're quite a strong-minded woman now I would say who doesn't give a shit about what anyone thinks (laughs) (laughs) oh god I always so it's taken a lot to get to that place. Um, I feel like maybe there was a, there's probably a few things. I think definitely my own healing journey with kinesiology was part of that whole, you know, realizing that people are going to like you or they're not and yeah. not actually, you know, trying really, really hard just attracts the wrong sort of people. Mm. Um, and then... Yeah, I don't know. A few, I guess there was still a few more like failed relationships, like friendships and stuff that kind of just started to, you know, once you have that awareness, you start to realize, okay, well, you know, that relationship is really one sided. Mm, that doesn't not, serve me. You know, it's not benefiting me. Like it's not, you know, and, um, and yeah, there was some that I walked away from. There was one that I walked away from. And then, we actually kind of um, made amends and now it's a completely different dynamic. Mm. So, you know, it was kind of beneficial to step away from that one for a while. Um, yeah, you often see that when you're, you know, growing and tra- transcending people, they catch up or they don't. <laughs> mm. 
you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Kind of... like they either, you know, if they kind of, I, I think kind of on some kind of subconscious level, some people do feel kind of threatened if you're growing and changing and they're staying the same. Yeah. So, you know, I guess it's either that, um, that kind of wanting to come with you and, and grow as well and, and having that encouragement from someone else or it's just like they kind of turn on you because they, they're incapable of meeting you where you're at sort of thing. Yeah. It's Without a, sounding like a, you know. It's a higher vibration. <laughs> well, yeah, your vibration changes. So, yeah. you know, yeah. And you know, there's lots and everyone's of... on their own journey and has their own lessons. That's it. To learn and that sort of stuff. So you know, I guess sometimes it's just that whole like friendship before a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Yes, I love that. Really like that yeah. one. So, what are you passionate about now? Like, what are you doing with your business? Tell us about that. With my business, I'm definitely passionate about working with kids, mm. um, and mums. Because, you know, I feel like we are, as mothers, we are the centre of the whole family or the whole, mm, you know, yes. household, um, regardless of whether we're stay-at-home mums or not. Mm-hmm. But we are, we're, we're the centre. And if we're out of alignment, like, it's chaos. Mm. Um, if the kids are out of alignment, it's also chaos. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like, working with the two together can just create a more harmonious household. Everyone's kind of aligned and, you know, your tolerance level is broader for when, like, kids are going through a lot developmentally um, at any age. And also I feel like whatever is not healed in us gets triggered. Yes. You know, by them. And totally. like I, my big thing, I guess, has been, you know, like I was always taught to suppress my emotions and not to have any. Um, and you definitely didn't cry. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, when you've got this seven-year-old who is like very emotional and loves a good, you know, good cry or a good, good big emotion kind of thing, like I've got to teach her to navigate those big feelings whilst also learning how to navigate them and handle them better as parents mm. all the time. Kind of reparenting yourself nearly. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I definitely feel like I've kind of had to reparent myself. It's like raising your inner child and your physical child all at the same time. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, and I like I know kids don't have the capacity to explain what's going on like you know they don't know why they just they just do mm-hmm. um if their nervous system's out of whack then you know their behavior will probably exhibit that in one way or another yeah um but yeah they they can't be like well i threw that tantrum because x y and z <laughs> um you know i like to look i like to look at it as a, like you know they're they have a need that's on and they've like just trying to do it trying to do it through physical raging or crying or yeah Yeah. like I like to look at it like that there's always like a need underneath the behavior like the behavior is not them 
No, yeah. And the behaviour might not, like it might not necessarily be easy to work out from their behaviour what their unmet need is. I know. Um. So, yeah. Sometimes you just have to just, yeah, hold them and hope for the best. (laughs) Yeah, wait till they calm down. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, like, and then there's the whole, you know, like school and all that aspect as well of childhood and, you know, all the things. Um, so, yeah, I just love working with kids, um, yeah. particularly at the moment, whether it's yeah. learning or what age, What kind of age group are you, like, taking on? Oh, any, really. Any. But um, at the moment I feel like I'm getting a lot of kind of primary school age, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's probably a little bit harder to convince your teenager to go and see a kinesiologist, which is possibly yeah. why, you know. Yeah. I don't get too many of those. Um, whereas, yeah, primary school kids, well, it's like, come on, we're going to this appointment. Can you um, do it, like, remotely through the adult, say? You could, yeah, you could surrogate with, with an adult, with a parent. Um, yeah. The other thing that I do do is just, like, distant kinesiology. Yeah. So um, not even over Zoom or anything like that. Sometimes I'll just, you know, especially for my friends that don't live locally mm. um i'll just do distance and stuff on their on their little leaf that's good um, so it's very yeah. um broad like it's a broad range of services really that you can offer isn't it it's mm. very flexible yeah it can be it can be quite flexible we can sort of accommodate anyone um, that's great yeah. love it so because this is a podcast about birth and postpartum and I know you have Sorry. three beautiful children, do you want to talk about all three or you want to just do one or which one, like what do you want to do? Tell me about your oh, birth. I'm easy. I'm easy. How long have you got? <laughs> I know. If you I can snapshot like it into. <laughs> yeah, I can give you like the condensed version. Yeah. Because <clears throat> um, I feel like they were they were all very different. Okay. Um. Zara's birth, like I was definitely really fit going into pregnancy and was really fit throughout my pregnancy with her. Did the calm birthing workshop, yeah. um, you know, to prepare and all that sort of stuff. So, so that's similar to hypnobirthing? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is yeah, like it a is. bit of an adaptation. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so just, you know, went into it thinking that, I was going to breeze through it kind of thing. And 26 hours later, did not breeze through it. <laughs> not 26 um, established, was it? No, probably not 26 okay. established. Just 26 from like, you know, when, when I first felt contractions and then, yeah. Um, and she ended up being, she was posterior, so they had to like use the vacuum thingy and kind of turn her and then, pull her out by the end I think that was like I don't know 10 15 people in the room and because my darling husband did not come on the hospital tour he freaked out when they brought in the resus cot whereas I was just like no yeah they're bringing that in you know yeah normal yeah but he was just like oh my god we're getting a dead baby um so that was his fault (laughs) for not coming on the tour yes um but that was all good. Like she was, yeah. But she came yeah. out. She was okay. She came out. She was fine. Um, 
no, you know, big damage to her head or anything like that from the vacuum. Um, and then was like a dream unicorn birth baby. <gasps> what? Um, yeah. And then Jake ended up being an emergency Caesar. So your second child? Second one, yep. How did that yep. happen? Um, they called it failure to progress. And then <laughs> when they, like, when they delivered him, um, they said his head was back. Like, so his okay. head was kind of bent back and I'd like sort of, they said, you know, he was kind of jammed. Was there like a, an interior lip or something? Did they say that? No, I can't remember now. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, um, and yeah, he was like typical from what I've heard, typical Caesar baby, like really congested, mm. lots of wind and all that sort of stuff. Um, we did lots of sleeping, sitting in a chair, until one of my mum's friends actually, you know, gave some of that unsolicited advice and said, "I had a similar problem. Find a spinologist um, and get him get a get a treatment." And they like, I couldn't find any around here, so I went with osteo because it sounded mm. quite similar mm. and yeah a couple of osteo treatments and he was a different kid mm. um yeah so that was like amazing because mm. I didn't think I was ever going to get to sleep lying down again <laughs> Poor thing. so yeah uh that was an experience yeah um well, how many hours labor were you with um oh I think that one was like 19 oh wow yeah, you have really long labors. Like, but are you thinking like that's from start to finish? That was from when, like, that was from when they, because they induced me with him. So, what would the be the established labor be like around? You know, like the I really intense. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And did I was you? Pretty buggered by the time the doctor was like, oh, I don't think that you're going to be able to get him out naturally. I think you might need a season. I was like, Yep, no worries. <laughs> And why did you agree to induction? Do you remember why? Or I was really big with him. Okay. Um, I can't remember. I think I went a little bit over. Oh yeah. Like I was, I was over it. Yeah. I like I was so big with him. He was pro- that was probably the most like uncomfortable longest pregnancy out of the three. I reckon. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And. I basically said to the doctor, like, um, don't let me go too far over. <laughs> and he was nine pound four. Oh wow. So yeah, he was he was the biggest one. Yeah. Good old Jakey. Mm-hmm. And what happened and with with Seth? Seth, oh, he was like the most amazing experience out of the three. What um, what what was different? I well, they they allowed me to have a VBAC or to try for one anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just handled it better, and I think too, like yeah, well, obviously labour was not as long with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't engaged, and you know the midwife kept saying to me overnight, like, as soon as this baby's head engages, like it's just going to come out. And the whole time I'm thinking, well, why can't someone cut my waters or, you know, like break my waters and, and get his head engaged? Like, let's, you know, yeah. what are we waiting for? Anyway, the doctors had a meeting and um, 
I think it was like eight o'clock in the morning or something. They come in and they're like, we'll, we'll, you know, do a like break your waters and do that controlled. I can't think what it's called, but like had to sort of do it controlled so he didn't kind of get the cord around his neck or anything. Yeah. Um. So they broke my waters and the doctor was like, don't let her eat or drink anything and I'll be back in an, in four hours. And I knew because I'd spoken to them beforehand. So I like, I said to the midwife, well, that, you know, that wasn't very subtle. Like I know that that means if I haven't delivered this baby in four hours, they're going to make me have a Caesar. Um, Isn't it interesting, like, the language and the power and control there? Yeah. Well, it was just like I just had a bit of a laugh because, you know, I kind of knew, like I knew what she was getting at from not only having worked part-time at the hospital for 18 months or so before I had Seth, Mm. Um, but yeah, just having a, like having a couple of appointments with the with the doctor and the midwife beforehand in regards to wanting to try for a VBAC. Mm. But yeah, I was like, no sweat, sister. And um, I think it was like 50 minutes or something later, he was born. Oh. So yeah, like as soon as his head engaged, it was you were just like, you're coming at me. I'm like, why couldn't we have done that eight hours ago? <laughs> That's but funny. yeah, it was really like it was really cool because um, you know, I felt everything. There was no like there was no interference basically. I just had the midwives there helping me deliver him and yeah. Wow. In that in that sense. Like yeah. I just, you know, very like probably as I guess it's like as close to, you know, natural um yeah. as you can get in a hospital kind of thing. Yeah, and it yeah. it sounded like maybe it was a little bit healing hmm. for you. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm good. That's I'm good. good. Yeah. So, so how is your postpartum with the kids, like if you were to compare them, the six weeks after, the support? I feel like, well, I don't know. I feel like with Zara, I kind of, like I just nailed it. She was so easy that I didn't, I didn't need support like the being the first one um as well like you don't have other kids to worry about and yeah. she was she was just a breeze you know slept ridiculous hours for a newborn and did all the things um and then Jake or my mum came and stayed for a couple of weeks so that was really good yeah um because yeah Caesar and and yeah. having a nearly three-year-old was a bit hectic for a few weeks there yeah. Um, but probably knowing what I know now, I probably would have enlisted a lot more help or asked for a lot more help. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, I think definitely, definitely didn't probably utilize the help that was there. Yeah. Enough. And like, then I was a bit of a martyr, like I could do it all by myself. I was doing this, doing that, and then I was just pretending I was fine. Were you a bit doing a bit of that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't need your help. And then it was a fucking yeah. mess. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I did ask for help a couple of times and and you know, it's like 
sometimes I don't get how things like this work, but like you, you muster up the courage yeah. to ask when you don't normally, you know, you don't ask. So it takes a lot of courage to actually ask someone for help in whatever, you know, capacity. Yeah. And they say no. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> it's just like what? Why? Why did I? Why did I bother? Yeah. Well, well, yeah. well, we asked the wrong people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Um. But anyway. Yeah. It was all good. And did you have food and stuff delivered, or like anyone drop off nice food, or not any... really? None of that. No. Do you wish really. you had that? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like I feel like there should be some kind of like you could make a business out of it. I know. You know, postpartum meal train. Yeah. Totally. Awesome. Yeah, we need a chef. I'm way better. I'm way better at organising meal trains for other people when they need, um, than actually asking anyone to do it for me. Yeah, that's normal. <laughs> yeah, but I just like I was very organised with Jake, and I stocked the freezer and did all those things beforehand. Um, Seth, I wasn't as good mm. with that sort of stuff. Yeah, well, you were busy. <laughs> the other mm. two. <laughs> I'm just got away. <laughs> That's it. I know. So, Dean, what are your thoughts on maiden to matrescence? Like, how did you go through that process? Do you know what that I is? feel like I didn't really go through the matrescence process until it was like 2020, I reckon. And I did an online container with Amy Kabaz. Oh, yeah must have been during like the, the start of COVID. She offered so, this online container. Yeah. Um, and it was only 20 or 25 bucks a week or something. Like it was cheap as. And it was, yeah. just, you know, a few, like a morning kind of meditation type thing. Um, and then, you know, weekly round table, she called them, which like was sort of discussions and guest speakers and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And that kind of, yeah, it was a great way to sort of honour that transformation, I guess, as well as just, you know, kind of returning to my own body. Yeah. In a way, like, you know, bringing all my energy back in and and just getting back in tune with my own body and, um, yeah. Was this like a few months postpartum with your second child? No, it wasn't even like he was he was two. Okay, so it was like two years into his your second yeah. child's life yeah. that you felt yeah. like you went through that process. That's mad, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, people just well, think it's this really kind of like easy you have your first child and then you're a mother, but it's it cannot be like that. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, I felt like, you know, Zara was easy. Like I, you know, and and it was, but I can see how, like I can see now how when you're going through all of those changes and stuff, mentally, physically, hormonally, and then you've also got a baby who, you know, isn't sleeping great or isn't feeding great or something like that. Like it, it would present and feel like you're going mental. Mm. Um. And, you know, I just think that people are too quickly, like they're just too quick to dismiss it as mental illness and stuff. Not that I'm 
discrediting that. No. But, you know, there's so much going on. Like it's like, you know, mm. it's okay to feel like that. Yeah. Um, because there's so many changes going on in your body. Yeah. And there's lots of different things you can do these days as well to release, you yeah. know, old and shed trauma and, like, you know, come back into this new person that you are now. Really. Yeah. 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 And, yeah, like one thing that kind of resonated with me in Amy's container was she must have said it at some point that, you know, your matrescence or, like, it might not it might not happen straight away or you might not kind of notice it straight away. You know, it might not necessarily be after your first child mm. that it impacts you, um, yeah. which, yeah, for me it wasn't. It was after the second one that I found that it really kind of like um, showed up, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And like in the face of adversity, these things just slap you in the face, don't they? Yeah, that's right. Like, you know, yeah. We didn't notice yeah. it with the first, but, you know, we just got slapped across the face in the next one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that was it. He was like, he was the one that was very unsettled and, you know, I was having heaps of trouble with him too. Yeah. Um, And not getting, like, getting next to no sleep. Yeah. Um, And it's like I said in your circle the other week, like sleep deprivation can send you crazy like Mm -hmm. um it just disrupts all your body processes if you're not getting enough sleep i know it really just messes with you doesn't it for years yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's so hard like it affects everything you know like i really want to lose some weight but then i'm like hormonal and i'm like i'm not getting enough sleep so i don't know how i'm gonna (laughs) You That's know, right. just and yeah, like everything. if you're not getting enough sleep, then yeah, your hormone regulation can't kind of. No, it's a mess. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Yeah, I'm just gonna, you know, honor that season. That <laughs> let that go. So obviously, we're both living in Shepparton area. You know, um, what do you think are the gaps like in the maternity care here? Like, how can we do better? So um, I had student midwife follow me through oh, that was my good. pregnancy with Seth. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, having that experience and also I watched the birth time documentary. Oh, how good was, is this? Yeah, I was heavily pregnant with Seth. Um, I did the same thing. Mm. I cried the whole way through. Yeah, I came home at, like, 37 weeks and was like, I want a home birth. And my husband's just like... Fuck no. <laughs> I did that as well, but like I was twenty four. You weeks. actually followed. I made it happen. <laughs> yeah, I was a bit short on time. <laughs> yeah. Oh um, no, you know, anything's possible if you want it. <laughs> that's right. Um, but I feel like like watching that and seeing. I think there was a hospital in Sydney or something where every woman gets followed through. Yes. Same as the MGP program that we mm. have here. Um, but yeah, having that midwife follow me through. And just having someone that, you know, I could text and be like, oh, I think I'm in labour or, you know, I'm heading into the hospital now. And her coming in, like she was there for the birth. So good. Just having, like, just having that familiar, familiar uh, Continuity, yeah. Yeah. Familiarity. Yeah. Um, 
and that kind of, you know, like the familiar face and someone that's been through your whole pregnancy with you so they mm. know your story, like, you know, you don't know. have to kind of tell it. Yes. Um, they kind of know they, your birth plan. and Yeah, they know what you want and everything like that. They know what your wishes are and they're also in a position that they can advocate for you and kind of make it happen. Mm. Um, whereas, you know, your, your partner, it's one thing for them to know it. It's another thing for them to be able to make it happen. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and, no. And like God love the men, they try their best. But, you know, often they just feel a bit disempowered in those environments. Yeah. yeah. So it they can be really difficult. They feel like, you know, they're not really, they don't really belong there, I guess. Or yeah, they're kind of useless. Yeah, and that's why it was so good at home for my partner because he felt like he was in power, you know, because mm. we live here. <laughs> He's like, yeah. this is our place, so I have well, power. you know what it's like? You know what it does to your labour when you leave home and go to the hospital? Like, with their mind stopped completely. Yeah. So I just felt like the biggest idiot because I was having, like, fairly steady contractions at home and then I got to the hospital and there was, like, nothing happened yeah that happened with a client of mine in january three times over three days so i just like lathered clary say john and got them happening again good on you that does work yeah i I feel like it definitely did something well it's all it can be real like mind body and spirit like connected too you know if your mindset was right and you felt supported and trusted Mm. then yeah. you can get it going, do you know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's so interesting. And relax, then your body will do what it needs to do. Yeah. Is there any other gaps that you can think of, like for women around this area? That and I think postpartum care, definitely, and just that support. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like there's, you know. Having a few more services available. Yeah, well, you know, I like we kind of the sense of community and how we how we raise children and all that sort of stuff has changed, you know, with dramatically the new age. Um, so how do we how do we replicate that? Yeah, services, um, or something. You know, what what's the alternative? I guess. Rather Did you get just... the um free cleaner person after your cesarean? No, because I transferred to the private. Oh, okay. So they don't give it so to I you. So I missed out on those. Um, Did they tell you that was going to happen? Like, no, nah, not really. <laughs> Cheeky buggers. Yeah. I thought it's one of those things that, like, if you're not told anything about it, well, you don't know that it's available to you. Yeah. Or that you missed out on it. I know. That is so And you know, that's the other thing. Like, now you can't even transfer to the private. Like, Yeah. So, not that the, you know, the Chef Hospital experience wasn't too bad for me. Um, and, you know, I still got my own room and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, with Seth. But, yeah. I think there's like it's it's definitely lacking in that respect as well mm. in terms of choice or you know availability and stuff. And you breastfed like for yeah 
Yeah. And how did yeah. you find that lactation support? Like, did you find that good? Around... I was pretty lucky in that um, I didn't have too much trouble with any of them. Um, the osteo helped me a little bit with Beth or Jake or both. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. She, oh, kind so of, she helped me a little bit. And then I did reach out to someone who I know is studying to become a lactation consultant and just asked her for a couple of tips, I think, with Seth. Um, but, yeah, I was fortunate that I sort of really didn't have a lot of trouble breastfeeding. How good. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. That's great. So how do people find you and connect with you, Jade? Uh, social media. Yeah. Or I have a website. Holistic so what are you called? Oh, yeah. Holistic Kinesiology. The you might have to dot... spell that. I'll put it in the um podcast chat intro bio. Okay, cool. I'll put a link. Uh, yeah, so I've got a website that's probably like the easiest if you're not a fan of social media. Otherwise, my Instagram, I've got my link tree set up on there. So, you know, you can book because I'm working in Marutna out of my um, room at my house, my healing room at my house, and then I'm also going to be working in Shepparton uh, this year. Oh, whereabouts? Starting next week. Um, it is up near the hospital, 77 Numerica oh, yeah. Road. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting. It used to be, used to be Dr. Eastor's room. Oh, yeah. Anyone that is familiar with him exciting yeah so yeah two separate booking links for chef or marupna um, and that's on your website as well that's on my website and it's on my link tree on insta wow easy yep otherwise just you know my phone numbers everywhere <laughs> call me dm do you, me and do you have an event coming up soon or is that full I have a webinar next week yeah. on um, helping identify stress and anxiety in kids. Oh. And I'll share some ways to support their nervous system and that sort of stuff as well. Cool. I'm um, going to put a link to that too. Okay, thanks. Awesome. That that Yeah, it's like $10 a ticket and there'll be a replay. Um, oh good that's a bargain yeah yeah bargain easy but yeah i'll be running another one towards the end of the month so keep an eye out for that one as well awesome that's great thank you so much to do with um like movement for learning oh good idea yeah that'll be interesting yeah very good. So that is a wrap. I unless you have anything else you want to chat about. I really appreciate you coming on today. It was amazing to hear all your story. What a journey you've been on. Like your births, you know, it's been amazing. So I'm so Thank glad you, yeah. that that you're here today and I really hope that everyone connects with you because you're amazing. Thanks, Tess. Okay, see you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. 
I just want to say thank you to Jade for coming on today and being so candid and honest and really just opened up to me about her life story and how she became a kinesiologist and about her three beautiful children. It's so important that we have these stories about other women or inspiring professionals in the area so we can listen to their stories about births and it just helps inform us about our um, future pregnancies or birth or you know just about kinesiology and the different natural therapies that are available these days so thank you Jade it was beautiful talking to you I hope you all enjoy make sure you like and subscribe